0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom slash socks.
1: He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie
0: in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hale Varsity Radio. I got the body of a... Pre-teen Swedish boy. Back
1: into Itatale Varsity Radio. We say hi to Daddy Burke, Vison Sports Network. You hear him all over the air uh, weekends with Vison at Daddy Burke 5, where you follow him on Twitter. Daddy, pretty hot and heavy NFL weekend. We'll start there. You have Mother Nature wanting to see some Thursday night football, potentially Atlanta, Carolina. Let's start with Thursday night.
0: All right, so for Thursday night, fellas, I do lean toward the Falcons in this spot, but it's really a heavy public play. I mean, Carolina is a terrible team, and look, I know that the last time they played was a ginormous shootout and just a crazy ending. I'm not sure that will be replicated. But I just feel like Carolina is more like the team we saw against the Bengals. I'm not going to say that Patterson is going to be like Mixon and get five total touchdowns. But I just think Carolina is really not as good as they were against Tampa and as great as they were offensively against the Falcons in that game. But simultaneously, I mean, you look at this Falcons defense, it's just horrid all around. So what I did, again, small lean toward Atlanta in this game, but didn't end up playing it. Uh, the way that I went about this one, just trying to pull up my numbers really quick, I did Cordero Patterson over his rushing yards, 51 and a half. Now, he's back in the mix, came back from his injury last week, got two touchdowns. He's actually scored in every game except one at Los Angeles against the Rams. He should have a great opportunity tonight against the Panthers' run defense that's allowing opponents 140 total rushing yards per game. They rank 23rd in DVOA run defense, and they're allowed about four and a half yards per rush attempt. Carolina is also getting run on 31 times per game, which is second most. And Mariota, as we know, doesn't really love to throw the ball. They don't want to force him to do that if they don't have to. So now that you got Patterson as your lead back, I saw his rushing yards prop at 51 and a half. He's getting about 77 yards per game, 5.4 yards per carry over 14 carries. My number has him to about 15 carries per 70 rushing yards. So I pulled the trigger on him over 51.5, and i probably play it. Ideally, it gets lower than 55.5, but if you really want to get involved, I'd, I'd still say that to go at that price. Uh, the other bet that I had then was P.J. Walker over 173.5 for his passing yards. Now, this one, actually, the better number is right now, after I placed it, like 165.5. But I tell you how bad Atlanta's defense is, man, I mean, they're allowing 310 passing yards per game and 417 total yards of offense. They rank 29th against the pass, according to DVOA. They're allowing opposing quarterbacks to complete 69% of their passes, which is second worst. Falcons allowing 28 completions per game, dead last. They're also getting thrown on 40 times per game, which is second most in the NFL the first go-around, P.J. Walker only had 19 completions, yet he threw for 317 yards. That's almost 17 yards per completion. I'm assuming they're going to be trailing in this game. They'll need to be passing it. They'll be able to at least move the ball against the Kraft Falcon secondary. So, again, I played P.J. Walker over 173 and a half passing yards. I think he gets to about 200 in this game. So those are the two props that got as an official play, and I do have a lean toward Atlanta for a side. Danny, quickly, the hurricane, though, moving into the
1: area, is that affecting how you're going to be betting tonight? Sounds like rain most of the night, maybe 15, 20-mile-an-hour winds throughout this game. Does that affect anything? I mean, I think that's why that, that P.J. Walker prop is so low.
0: Exactly, yeah. I mean, P.J. being low, that definitely doesn't help, and it boosts anything good on the side of Cordero Patterson. But, look, I mean, they can kind of scheme around it, and as vulnerable as this Atlanta defense is, That's kind of why I still think they can make these dink and dumps work when you got Hubbard back in the mix. You still got Foreman who can get in the passing game. And you still got some other guys like DJ Moore who can create something out of screens and whatnot. So, because of how bad this Atlanta defense is, I think he can still look to take advantage of it. Because of those conditions, you're getting a way better number.
1: Daddy Burke with his VEASAN Sports Network, Burke's best bets with the NFL. This weekend, Buffalo still favored. Even though Josh Allen's going to be icing the elbow, minus three and a half, Bills, Vikings, record-wise, that's the matchup this weekend.
0: Man, this is uh, is tricky to say the least. I hate getting involved with Minnesota on the road because even you look at what (laughs) happened against the Commanders last week, yeah, they won. But they pushed, and they should have done a lot better, to be quite frank. Um, Case Keenum, well, he's had his moment. Uh, you call it a Case Keenum revenge game if you really want to, but mm-hmm. I would bet the under in this game if I had to do anything. Buffalo, assuming it's Keenum, going to have to work out some kinks in the passing game. They have no run game, but maybe they're going to try to stress that more. So Minnesota's defense isn't really strong, but Buffalo may be able to do enough, or conversely Minnesota's defense will look well off because it's against a backup quarterback and a terrible run offense. Then, conversely, Minnesota, again, they go through their stalls, especially on the road. They have great offensive pieces, but they do get limited and will get limited against one of the best defenses in the NFL. So that's why I would look toward the under. In terms of a side, my, my man, I, I got nothing here, guys. Like At three and a half, I think he could – I wouldn't bet Buffalo over three. I would honestly tease up Minnesota to maybe over ten points. That would be what I would do with a side – But again, my top play would be something revolving around the total and going under. Daniel, let's go to Sunday morning football, the NFL's first ever regular season game in Germany. The Seahawks taking on the Buccaneers, where the Buccaneers are a three-point favorite. What's your lean here? I'm betting the under for this game, under 44.5. You've already seen some big movement for this game. It opened 46.5, and and now, like I said, you're you're getting it at 44 in the hook. This Bucks team, my goodness, talk about making me sweat last Sunday. I had them on the money line, and they somehow came through. I don't know how, but they did it. But their offense has been annoyingly frustrating. I mean, they're only getting five yards per play, which is 29th in the NFL. And they have these play calls where it's just behind the line of scrimmage. I don't know why Leftwich is dialing this up. It clearly isn't working. The receivers are dropping easy passes left and right, and they have virtually no running offense with Leonard Fournette. They're throwing the ball the most in the league and running it the fewest. Seattle's defense is actually fairly solid. Give credit where credit's due. Pete Carroll has done a tremendous job on that side of the ball and with the rookies they brought into the organization. They ranked 12th in overall DVOA defense and 14th against the pass. So with an already struggling Bucks offense, I think Seattle can limit them enough. And then you look at the other side, well, Seattle's offense, yes, you have the most efficient passer in Geno Smith, but if Pete Carroll can run the ball, that's going to be his number one option. And that's the weaker part of Tampa Bay's defense. And their defense is still good. We're just saying they're bad because the Bucks look bad. And, yeah, they've regressed because they were amazing the last two years. But, again, they're still good. They're sixth against the pass, 13th against the run. They're allowing 4.6 yards per carry. So they're not terrible. They're just not as dominant as the past standards have set for them. And being in an international spot, I think that can cause for a lower-scoring game in general. So if you get it over 44, I like playing that game under.
1: Any voice in your ear uh, on taking Nebraska in the 31?
0: Oh, my gosh. I don't know. You'd want to say yes, but I, I've said that for so many games <laughs> with Nebraska this year. I, I don't like to lay high but you know what? Just wait for Michigan to get out to an early lead and get a better number and then jump in on Nebraska because they'll still be competing at the – in the second half while Michigan kind of gives up. So I'm staying away from my favorite team pre-flop there, but I will say one more. Bet the Bears this weekend, baby. They're beating the Lions. There's another hometown play for you. If you don't (laughs) want to bet Nebraska, trust me with the Bears.
1: Justin Fields, he does look like he's coming into his own. Over, under on Fields' rushing yards, Danny. Where are you going?
0: Man, he's probably going to get 70 plus. I cashed in on that easy last week, setting the record. So uh, maybe you have to go back to the well once again.
1: There we have it. Daddy Burke with us, VEASAN Sports Network. Daddy, take care.
0: Thank you, fellas. Have a good one.